Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Having a disability, whether blindness or another, can be difficult too. Sometimes a person wonders if God is even there. Yeah, but in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Hi, everybody. It's Pastor Dave. And Cecilia. It's good to be back with you. It certainly is. Now that we know the tomb is empty, what now, Cecilia? Well, just as there was a week before Easter, there's time after Easter. There's Mm. uh, things that happened that day. Things that happened that week and things that happened indeed for a whole 40 days. John chapter 20, verse 11 and following. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni! which means in Aramaic, teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your father, my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Interesting reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand why Jesus says to Mary, do not hold on to me. I have not yet returned to my God and your God. Um, 
he says to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet he's telling Mary, I haven't returned to my God and your God. Mm -hmm. And then he also uh, says, tell my brothers that I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. What is that all about? Mm. There's a couple things here. Yeah, good, good question. Um, first, this stop holding on to me. Some mm-hmm. translation will actually say stop clinging to me. Um, Sounds rather standoffish. It, it almost does at first, but there's more to it than that. And I think actually not only did he experience her hands on him, know that she was there and she was clinging to him and felt the body, but I think he also saw her heart, which was like, I thought you were gone forever. I don't ever want to let you go again. I just read a book about uh, some the people in Cleveland that had been kidnapped for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when they uh, were, when they escaped, their families held them and held them and held them and never literally never seemed to want to let go. to let them go. That's really what the Greek word here is when it's Jesus is saying, stop holding me. Meaning, you can't hold on to me and not share me with others. I have some things to do in these next 40 days. And that's why he says, go tell the other disciples. It's not that he, she couldn't touch him. We're going to find out in other episodes here today. Uh, many people touched Jesus, mm-hmm. but it was that absolute clinging because, and, and the reason he said this, it, it, it's a, uh, that thing about going to my father, your father, that's talking about the ascension at the end of the 40 days. Um, Jesus is, um, how can I say it? Um, not that he doesn't want them to get ready for the departure, but more that he is helping them to understand more what faith is. Faith is a trust relationship, which knows even if you don't see me, even if you're not holding on to me, you know I'm there. Hmm. Reminds me, actually, of uh, uh, a little thing called object permanence. Little babies go through this. You ever played uh, uh, peekaboo? You kind of cover your face like this and go... Peekaboo! And, sure. ba- and you open your hands. and yeah. <laughs> Baby laughs. Yeah, because literally when you put your hands over your face and the baby doesn't see you, you are gone. And then you show mm. up. This object permanence. Object meaning the thing is there. Permanence. Jesus is starting to build object permanence in their faith. Even though you might not be clinging on to me, not always hold me all the time. I am there. By the way, a little side note on that. This is something I find a lot of people who are blind, especially the first year that they lose their sight, they struggle with. I can't see the stained glass windows. I can't see the pastor. I can't see the hymnal. I can't read my Bible. God is gone. And they have to learn object permanence spiritually all over again. Thanks. That helps me understand that part. But uh, you still haven't. Uh, touched on the today you will be with me in paradise. Uh, well, you asked a bunch of questions all at once. I, I like mean, asking questions. Yeah, you do, don't you? I think you're just there to try to rattle me, aren't you? Probably. Mm-hmm. My nemesis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? Oh, uh, today with me in pres- paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, certainly his soul, his spirit, when he died on the cross, he went to the Father. Because he says, Father, into your hands I commend myself. 
Mm, my spirit. His body was, though, put into the tomb. Okay. Uh, Forty days from now, on the ascension, his body ascended into heaven. And that's what he's referring to when I go to my father and your father, when he's speaking to Mary. So he, he's correct on both accounts. He, um, and this is kind of how we have to look at the Bible, uh, kind of like Sherlock Holmes in this a way. It's tricky. Yeah, okay, if he's telling the truth, what does it mean? Well, to the, to the thief on the, on the cross, his soul and spirit. Don't forget, he was God and man. And as a man now resurrected, his body in 40 days would ascend to heaven, mm-hmm. um, not being there yet. Mm. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we speak the words of the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And there's a tricky part. Mm-hmm. And descended into hell. Mm-hmm. Now, some people think that means, okay, the devil was down there tormenting him and having a great time, and Christ was just being <laughs> eaten up. I mean, I've, uh-huh. I've seen books that have this whole belief in it, but Mm -hmm. that really isn't true, is it? No, it's not. Um, And uh, this comes both from the culture of Jesus' day, as well as a couple references, which we'll get to in a second. It was the common practice, because armies weren't like our huge ones now. They're a couple thousand men. They go and take a city, and what they do is, I'll, I'll make it in our vernacular here, they take that king or mayor, and they parade him through the streets, and then lop off his head. Mm-hmm. And and it was called the Victor's Parade. And in this Victor's Parade, it was kind of like, I got your king, sure. I got your mayor. And so now so you're ma- defeated. And, uh, and Right. And that's why Jesus went to hell. And it actually, he arose from the dead, meaning physically rose. His spirit coming back to his body. Um, on the third day, which, as we talked about, was the, the th- uh, probably the third some... Day according to Hebrew Correct, culture. correct. Then he went down to hell. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Yep. Well, we don't, we all, we always take the, the thought, well, Jesus physically went to heaven. Yes. Well, he physically went to hell. When? After he rose from the dead, after his spirit came back to his body and his body came back to life. I'm totally Before confused. Before he went to talk to the disciples, or this Mary, um, he went down to hell to say to the devil, Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, I have won. He took the devil around and basically lopped off his head, took his power away to say, I am victorious. It was a victor's parade in hell. Whoa, this is uh, pretty deep. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to know more. Maybe not today, but definitely some other time. Yeah, it's really not part of this John text. No, yeah. it's not. But if you'd like to know more, please write and hey, take sides with me here. <laughs> I'll be happy to write and give you the texts that refer to this Victor's Parade and explain the language of uh, what is taking place. I've never heard some of this before, but I do know one thing. We talked about the empty tomb last week, and Jesus overcame death. That's the one enemy. And now to think about it as a victory parade, Mm -hmm. and I always knew he overcame the devil, but to think about it as, as him actually 
going and, and parading the devil and going, I've got you. That, he overcame the devil too. And it's not just to show that he did it, but he did it for you and me. Later that day, two disciples were walking from Jerusalem. Yeah, they were walking on a seven-mile trip to a village called Emmaus. We're not sure why they were there, but they, as they were walking, all of a sudden uh, a stranger caught stride with them and said, What you talking about? Mm-hmm. It was really Jesus, but for some reason they did not recognize him. And they said, well, are you the only one in Jerusalem that doesn't know what's going on? Well, tell me what's going on, this stranger said to them. And they recounted a bunch of what has happened, how mm. Jesus triumphantly came into Jerusalem. Yay! And then uh, all of a sudden, near the end of the week, he was betrayed and a mock trial and uh, flogging. and Sent from one Roman governor to another and then crucified. And then he was laid in the tomb. And as they were walking, they said, and then uh, our women came and said they went to the tomb today, and they found it empty. Then they saw a vision of angels, but they didn't see Jesus. If you remember, too, it's interesting because these two disciples commented that it's women. And, and in that culture, in the Jewish culture, women were not to be used as witnesses at a trial. Even with that said... They were referencing it and thinking this over, like, what's going on here? I find it interesting, too, that one of the disciples that was walking on the road's name was Cleopas. Mm-hmm. And one of the women that went to the tomb was Mary, the mother of Cleopas. Now, we don't know if they're the two in the same person or one in the same person, but there's a good chance, I think, that they were. Indeed. Well, so, and the other thing that, that they said is, oh, we hoped that Jesus would redeem Israel. And Jesus answers, uh, picking up in, at verse 25 of chapter 24, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things, then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them all that had been said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. 
I guess this is the day for me to ask questions. <laughs> okay. So here they were. They've been with Jesus uh, for quite some time. Uh, they heard his ministry and such. So why, oh why, didn't they recognize him in the first place? Did he keep them from recognizing himself, or what happened? Well, you know, it doesn't say in the text, but it very well could be that uh, they were being led on this road by their guide dog. They were what? Both, they were both blind. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I highly <laughs> doubt that, <laughs> but but okay. <laughs> Theoretically, I suppose. Yeah, okay. So it would okay. be two guide dogs or a guide dog and a cane, you know? Well, and an arm. Maybe, yeah. Ah, well, okay. I, I vote for that one, but let's assume that's not the case. Okay. Um, when did they recognize him would be my first question back to you. Uh, after he gave them the bread. Okay, and- that's part of it. And after what else? Uh, after he had been speaking with them for a while. And and not only speaking to them, but? Uh, opening the scriptures. Opening the scriptures. So their eyes weren't open until he opened the scriptures. I think those two things are, are essentially together. Hmm. As they were walking, they're... Well, let me come at it this way. Cecilia, your, your, your mom and dad are, are home in heaven, right? Yes, they are. Well, what if on the way out of the house here to your caller ride, um, your mother walks with you and says, Hi, Cecilia, how are you doing today? Can I get on the caller ride with you? What would you think? I'd think, wow, she has a similar voice to my mother, but, Mm -hmm. hmm, who is this? Correct. Who is this? These two were, were guided and directed by... Uh, 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 their normal sense of of understanding, which is when you die, you're dead, over, done. And so they wouldn't have seen Jesus because they weren't expecting him. I hadn't thought of it that way before. But even more than that, their hearts were closed in, 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 in their belief and here we come again with this whole thing of, of faith and what is faith. And for faith to see that it's Jesus has to have our eyes open because otherwise our, our heart will see things we don't want, uh, we, what we expect to see and not what we don't expect to see. We don't expect to see someone come back alive from the dead. They didn't either. All right, so let's go back to the question again. When were their eyes opened? Hmm. We know that it was in the house that he started giving them the bread, but right. which kind of feels like communion. Yeah. Or was it some special words that he spoke? Or hmm. What was it? And the answer is, I don't know. Excuse me? <laughs> Hold on. This is history, people. Take note. Well... He's saying, I don't know. Just from this Bible verse alone, it isn't really clear. It does indicate a couple things happen here. That the scriptures were opened to the disciples. Because it even says later, didn't our hearts burn when he opened the scriptures to us? But yet they didn't see yet. No. Um, I don't think this was communion because it doesn't talk specifically about bread and wine 
for and uh, poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins, like the words say. True. If there are other words there, we don't know what they were. So it, 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 it's kind of a well. Um, it's a gray area. It really is a gray area. It really is. We know a couple things are there. Scripture is there. Jesus is there. Yes, but Scripture alone doesn't make you recognize Jesus. Just reading the Bible. That's right. You can drop a mouse into a cookie jar and it doesn't make him a cookie. (laughs) No. That's right. There has to be more. We learn from other parts of Scripture. That's where the Holy Spirit enters in. And he is the one, the Holy Spirit, who touches our hearts to not just warm them, but to give them life. By the way, that's jumping ahead to another lesson of ascension, but that's part of why Jesus ascended, so we could send the Holy Spirit, so he could have people believe without having to be there and break bread right in front of every single person in the billions throughout the centuries. So we have two blind guys (laughs) walking down the road, and then all of a sudden the sighted guy shows up, and their hearts are burning, and their eyes are open. <laughs> well, I guess you could kind of put it all that way. Um, I think, though, that this is something that we can take away. Jesus went after these two guys. That's why he didn't want Mary to keep on holding him and, and not let him move around. He wanted to let others know. And Jesus does that today, too. I don't know about you, but there have been times when all of a sudden I wake up with my eyes open and went, oh my gosh, I have really screwed up. I wandered away from the Lord. Not that it's egregious sins or anything, but I sure did in my thinking and in my, in my absorption in my own life and, and not thinking I'm a pious person. and, and, and no, no, that Or didn't. thinking I'm too pious. Yeah, 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 too pious and all. And I realized, man, I am just a mess. Jesus keeps coming after me to open my eyes And to rekindle the flame of faith in my heart. And to rekindle that wow inside us, that joy of being his child. And this certainly does happen through his scripture, his studying it. And I love how these two guys were walking and talking. And that really does depict the description, if at all possible, Christians should be talking with each other, for we encourage one another. Reading from 1 John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, 
This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to you to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. And now I'm asking Cecilia to be totally quiet and see if you have any questions. And if you do have questions, please write us. Can I talk now? Thank you. You can write to us at info, (laughs) I-N-F-O, at not-alone, that's N-O-T-A-L-O-N-E dot net. I actually got her to be quiet for 10 seconds. Take care, everyone. Bye. Music credit goes to Robert Vaughn, our versatile and very talented guitarist.